0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: like Top Gun the way you like The Godfather and will watch Godfather. Well, nobody Godfather. likes Top
2: Gun the way they like The
1: Godfather. Well, let me, let me finish here. <laughs> I watched Godfather while there were commercials coming out of right. Cool Ranch Doritos right. right in the middle of a, of a murder scene. So that's my passion there. I, I'm not. I'm not that way with Top Gun. Because Emily
2: and I were just talking during the break that the Top Gun, the the sequel, to Top Gun is coming out. The the trailer has been released, and it just got me to thinking. You're from that part of uh, California where they have the naval air bases where they're flying those jets around all the time. You had a a leather jacket period sure. phase of your sure. life. I'm just thinking yeah. maybe you wanted to be Iceman at some point, or Maverick, or any, or Goose, or any of those guys.
1: I just not cool enough. You know what I mean?
2: I don't know. You might have been you could have been goose. I don't know if you could have been Iceman, but you could have been goose or ridden in the back and said, Hey, over there, the bad guys are over there, let's go shoot those guys down. <laughs> you could have been that guy. I think you would have been a good wingman
1: if you said, "Hey, Top Gun or you know Rocky or something like that." I'm 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 Rocky way before Top Gun.
2: Well, Top Gun's campy, right? Like Top Gun's a little purposefully cheesy. The volleyball scene, the scene in the locker room where they're snapping their teeth at each other, which I don't, I've never quite understood that part of it. Right? Are you gonna like, watch this?
1: Uh, this when is it coming out? Yeah.
3: Uh, May 27th. It's going to so be the new Top Gun. Are you guys watching pretty pretty it? Forever. Like you
1: guys going out of your way to watch I it? i
3: I've, I've only seen Talking once, and I, I also didn't finish it. So I, I like it. I like, again, like you said, the campy stuff. I knew I know the references, but I watched it late in life. So it's, it hit me differently. So,
2: you Al, you've had a conversation with somebody that gets a little elevated, a little heated, and you're like, you're, you're having an argument, right? Not that you're getting yeah. ready to punch each other out or anything, but sure. just like, dude, what are you talking about? One of those kind of arguments, right? To end the argument, did you ever snap your teeth at the other guy? No. <laughs> like what? Ne- ne- nor have I. Speak for yourself. N- nor have I. Like I just I- I've seen men argue a lot in my life. I've never seen one of them end the argument by <sighs> at the other. Like what the hell was that? Why 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 was that even in there? I don't understand. Can you
3: stop talking though.
1: I think it probably confuses the hell out of the other person. It's probably not a bad idea.
3: It's almost as good as a slap. No,
1: you're, you're missing. Never mind. I you you. Got... And then uh, after that, then we got to, you know. Then you come out with a statement like Will Smith and Chris Rock did, and completely end the whole, all the fire that was there before. I, I'm I'm kind of falling into the. I think I, I see where they were going with the snap now.
2: <laughs> there's some sub, maybe there's some Navy fighter pilot subtext that I don't could understand be. where snapping your teeth is like the, the equivalent of a middle finger or something. I, I don't quite understand. Anyway, maybe that's what uh, Top Gun 2 is all about. The, the 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 tail of the teeth snap or something. I, I don't know what it could be, but maybe something like that. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Let's try a quick phone call here. Speaking of San Diego, Chuck in san diego chuck you're on with Travis slay yeah hey hey
4: um you you know what the uh the lakers have gone away from jack mckenzie's flow if you watch the show Well, yes it has been
2: 44 years so yes they have
4: well they need to go back and watch the show uh magic's gonna i agree about that
2: (laughs) mostly disastrous
4: scenes when lebron gets the ball he's backing up and waiting for the turnaround fade away everyone's watching him when Carmelo gets it, you know he's doing, getting ready for an isolation. It's the only time they have a flow when it's a break, it's a fast break, and, and the other team has, has, you know, turned it over. So, Chuck, a do me, Chuck, to pre- to
1: appreciate you calling in. Do me a favor, anytime you want to call in and bring up winning time, and Travis is on the other side of the microphone. I don't think you're going to get very far because Astro <laughs> is an incredibly important person in Travis's yes. life. thank you, Alan. And I don't know if he heard anything you said. Because all he's saying to himself is, how come I never got that card from Zastro?
2: <laughs> I, you're right. I wasn't in the right places to get the card from Zastro. I wasn't hanging out with the right people. The I didn't right know where to go. Not the leather coat. Uh, I, I don't know. I think that's actually the coat I bought. <laughs> Zastro. the coat I bought. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> now I'm with you. You should have yep, got me one. That's the one I bought. You know I was in mean?
1: L.A. I'm thinking to myself, hey, this is it. This is what they do out here.
2: I don't know uh, if Chuck is watching Winning Time the same way that I am. I don't know if the 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 flow offense of Jack McKinney is the takeaway from this show.
1: Chuck and I on the exact same, page, <laughs> yeah,
2: I, exact same that's, page. That's, that's That was my fear. One more. Gardena, Manuel. Manuel, you're all with Travis Slee.
4: Hey, fellas. Real quick, a couple of disturbing trends, uh, even more disturbing than uh, Emily choking all the time. Um, Slee, yeah, why do you say sandwich? It's not. It's sandwich. There's no like de sal in the middle of it. It's not. Wait, what did, what did I Witch. say?
1: It's a sandwich.
4: You all no. You always say sandwich. Like there's like a pause in between. Like I say, cliche the like sal or whatever. It's just kind of odd, man. And then and, uh, well, I, I will what, make sure this
1: evening to work on that and uh, come back please, better tomorrow. Please,
4: because seriously, like I hear you say sandwich. Anyway, uh, and then I'm with you and Stafford without the nicks and cuts of a blade, uh, Travis. (laughs) Yeah, I'm good, man. For sure. For sure. And then, uh, so, to the Lakers thing, we've done way too many panties on the dollars trade lately. The only way we get rid of uh, AD is if we get, like, some kind of marquee player. I'm why would they do that? Why, who who
2: and why would they do that? That's see. Here is the problem, Manuel. Th- and thanks for for reaching out. And I I'll be honest, Al. I've not noticed that you say sandwich oddly. I I I I feel like my ears are attuned to listening for oddities in people's speech sure, patterns. Sure. I've never noticed that from you. Like when you said harbog, I'm like, wait, what? Well, huh? That didn't that didn't sound right when you said what is it Emily you have the cliche word better than cliche. I cliche cliche that like that's an unusual pronunciation I haven't heard you if you're gonna go into Subway you buy a what Slee sandwich there you go See, he's got it figured out hoagie yeah, right you you've, you've got that so that's that I get what you're saying Manuel about listen the Lakers have done too many you know pennies on the dollar trades I I, I don't disagree with you the problem is. You're saying they need to move AD and they need to get something like that back, that they need to get some sort of – Why you have to look at these trades. I, we literally had somebody on the line sleeve that said they should trade Russell Westbrook for Jamal Murray, and I literally said we're not doing that. That's, in, that's an insane conversation. We're not – because why in a billion years would the Nuggets consider such a thing? They wouldn't. You need to look at it from the other guy's perspective. Why, why do I want AD? What sort of risk am I taking on? And what am I willing to send out the other way? They're not sending you a marquee player for Anthony Davis at this point. They're just not.
1: Uh, look, I, I, to get into trade scenarios and specific players or anything like that, I, I'm more looking at it from a Laker perspective. I, I genuinely believe this upcoming summer they're going to try to retool the roster. So I, I think the – and even listening to Brian Windhorst when he was on Get Up and it was the – um, they would listen. Is that what he said? Was that the term that he used? I can't discuss. Remember. He would. They would discuss. Okay, that that's that doesn't mean that. All right, tomorrow, Palenka and everybody else is saying to themselves, "Hey, you know what? Let's really look to move AD." I don't think that's going to happen. So it's it's part of it. I I don't even feel having the conversation where you're bringing up well, specific but players what, or what they like might do something-
2: and what they should do can often be very different things. Right. What they should do is explore every possible opportunity to make this team better, both in the short term, and if that's not possible, then you immediately need to turn to the long term. You know what I mean? That no, maybe they won't. Maybe they're going to squeeze that LeBron orange for as long as they can, get the last couple of drops of juice out it, hope that AD gets back. That what they might do and what they should do are very different.
1: But I don't disagree with what they should do. You see what I'm saying? That I I don't disagree. You like
2: running it back.
1: I. I they got a lot to figure out in the summer so it's not like you know one thing is going to be the difference Agreed. of what they do that's but why
2: I, you move on from it though right because if it, if it were just one thing you just fix the one thing there's like 10 things that need to get done and
1: Coach, the coaching staff it, you got to imagine it's going to be a completely different coaching staff mm-hmm. i think the conversation about um I think the conversation of what is realistic with Russell Westbrook and what you can get back. You, you know what? You know what? You're probably going to get back for Russell Westbrook. You're probably going to get back um, what the Lakers were a couple years ago, where it was built off of Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and role players. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to take back some bad contracts. There's going to be a team out there that may, may look at Russ and say, hey, he's going to be in his final year of his contract. We could wipe, wipe our hands clean. And, oh, by the way, you're going to have, a, have to give us draft compensation as well. They're going to have to give things to obviously go get rid of Russ's contract. But mm-hmm. it's not like Russ's contract's got three years left on it no, or something along those lines. But you're,
2: you're trading problems for problems at that point. Those will be the priorities. Yeah. So And, and, and Anthony Davis could accelerate that timeline. That, that, that's why I'm looking at it. It's not just that he's, he's not the only problem, but if I can go from, okay, I'm and I'm making up numbers here. I, I, I'm 25th in line to fix this. If all of a sudden I can jump to 12th in line by doing something like that, something you have to consider because the only way you can juice this is by cutting the line, and the only way you can cut the line is by trading away the, the one thing that you have that may have some value out there, and that's really the only thing they have
1: trying to see here. How many more years does AD have on his contract? Oh,
2: didn't he, he just re up It's three after this, I want to say, right?
1: He could have an opt-out. It could be one of those. Let's do I'm, it. I'm, I'm let's do it. I'm let's do it today. I'm curious to see. Just,
2: let's just move it out there. Let's get something done by the end of the day today and see who we can get in Laker uniforms. But what time's tip-off in Dallas today, Al? Five. So <laughs>
1: So he's got two more years after this contract, after this year guaranteed, and mm-hmm. then the final year is uh, is an option. Done. His, I think his option.
2: Let's get it done. Let's just let's just do it today. I know the trade deadline's passed. I know that it's against the rules, but <laughs> let's just do it anyway. Let's just keep it moving. More phone calls coming up. Plus, I want to get into what the Dodgers are going to do with Blake Trinan that I think is absolutely brilliant. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
0: Must be 21 plus and present in present and select states. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
2: You know, going back to to winning time for a sec. You know whose character really is growing on me? Like I, I love the magic character. I like uh, Doctor Bus's character. Jeannie's character, I think, is really good. Kareem is kind of uh, is is growing on me. The guy that plays Kareem is pretty great. He he, he does that whole I don't have time for this nonsense oh, yeah. bit really really well.
1: They're running suicides. He's like, no, nah, I'm just going to take shoes my shoes off, off over here.
2: <laughs> Not for me. That That's one of the great <laughs> I don't give a damn moves is taking your shoes off. Right? Yep. Like, regardless of the setting, if you take your shoes off, mm-hmm. you're letting the rest of the world know that uh, I really don't care what the rest of you guys couple, are up to. I'm comfortable.
1: A couple weeks ago, we were in studio, and I looked, and you were barefoot. You were just completely barefoot and doing the show. You had your feet up on the desk. You were walking around the kitchen, and you know, this is uh, it's not like it's all carpet or anything. You just said, I feel really comfortable on the show. Just That's relaxing. the only thing you said to me.
2: <laughs> I'd be more likely to go with an open mouth swim at the local pool than walk <laughs> around this place with my shoes on. <laughs> Let's just say that this is this is low on the on the things that I want to walk around and and catch a, a certain thing along the yeah, way. Yeah, it's nasty. Um, did you see what uh Blake Trinan and, and Dave Roberts were talking about, how they're going to use him out of the bullpen this year? I think it's I think it's really smart. So they're kinda of, it, it, it feels new school, but it's actually kind of old school. Hmm. That back in the day when the, the starting pitcher would pitch until he got in trouble and then you would go to the bullpen. But if there was a high leverage situation in the seventh or eighth inning, you'd go get the the closer in those ones, like Goose Gossage, who's just an old crank. He's just a grumpy old man. But he talks about, well, how many three-inning saves did this guy have and this guy have? And That's not the point of that. But the Dodgers have said that they're going to use to try and when Kenley Jansen went to Atlanta, mm-hmm. it felt like, okay, fine, you just slide Blake Trinan into that ninth-inning role, which he would, I think, thrive in. That That's not the point. But the thing that I've always been curious about, who's to say that the most important out of the game is going to happen in the ninth inning? It might not. It may happen in the seventh or eighth. I'm not saying sure. you're putting in Blake Trinan in the fourth inning. There's still too much game left. But just to play a scenario, let's say here comes Fernando Tatis. The the bases are loaded. you got two outs. you got to get off the field right here, right? Why not bring Blake Trinan in, in that moment? Maybe it's in the seventh inning. Maybe you need to get him and then have him pitch the eighth inning so you can eat up a few more outs. But this idea that your best, nastiest guy has to pitch ninth, doesn't make any sense to me. And the Dodgers are basically saying, we're going to pitch in where we think it will be most effective. It could be at any point in the game once you get into the back third of it. I love he, it. Uh,
1: he mentioned in the article, he talks about how it's um, it's fun, obviously, getting the last out. It's fun coming in the ninth inning, but you don't always face the biggest situations right. in the ninth inning. So it's kind of playing off of what, what you're, what you're mentioned there. I guess this is my question, Trav. I understand the Dodgers are probably going to do things, continue to do things different than the rest of Major League Baseball and baseball might start copying the Dodgers, copycat league in every sport. Maybe they use Blake Trinan, as you just mentioned. You know what? We got a big situation in the eighth inning. Bring in Trinan. He pitches and it took him twenty pitches. That's fine. You got out of the eighth. Bring in somebody else come in and close out that ninth inning. And then the following night it might be somebody else that's closing it out. So that there's no real um, there's no consistency at that position. The question I would have is, is that a luxury that they have, um, or is it because they don't really have a choice? You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. If Kenley Jansen was still on the Dodgers team and he didn't sign one year, $16, 17 million, whatever he got with the Braves, are the Dodgers doing this because it's the right thing to do, but or is it also because they don't really have a choice? It's not like they lost Joe Kelly and they lost uh, Kenley Jansen that this I, I'm not saying that they're selling something that they don't believe in because I do understand the strategy, but I don't know how many options they really have based upon what necessity. they have.
2: I, I don't think it's driven by, hey, we don't have any other options. We're just going to have to have him pitch when we think we need to have him pitch. I think they're doing it because they think it's the right thing to do. That even if Kenley Jansen were here and and he's your ninth inning guy, like Ken, Kenley's your ninth inning guy, I think, because – he understands the situation. He's been through it a million And, by the way, Trinan's been a closer in the league before and done pretty well in that role. So it's not like he can't do it. But Kenley isn't that guy that comes in and basically says, here comes my slider. If I throw it correctly, you can't hit it. Mm-hmm. That's Trinan. Tr- Trinan has reached that point where when he is on – He's unhittable. Literally, He's short of him hanging something, and it happens. But if I execute my pitch, you can't hit this. He throws nearly 100 miles an hour. One pitch goes right to left. The other one goes left to right. It's unhittable. Okay, Kenley's not unhittable. He's really good. He's effective, but he's not unhittable. So I think you use them very differently. And that's why the Dodgers were comfortable with not matching the money. That's why Kenley's in Atlanta, because I can find somebody – similar to Kenley maybe not quite the same but similar to him to get those last three outs whereas trying and I need to deploy him as kind of my my skeleton key you cannot hit this guy if he's on and if I need to go through and get Acuña and Albies and who you know Matt Olson out in the biggest situation it might be the 7th inning if I get him out in the 7th I don't have to pitch to him again
1: so you could play out that scenario and it's not that that strategy is all that much different Trinan was coming in mm-hmm. in key situations last season. Trinan is, and I'm not saying that he's coming in in place of Kenley in the ninth, but you did lose Joe Kelly and you did lose Kenley. So what I'm, the point I'm making is, do you have, are, are you confident enough in your bullpen? And the answer may be yes. Are you confident enough in your bullpen that? you know what, we feel comfortable with this. We'll use Trinan the way we want to use him. The question is, you lost two key guys, veteran players. Do they have enough there that's going to step in and, and you're, going to, you're going to feel good when you're going into late-inning games if Trinan's not pitching yeah. or if he's pitching an inning or two earlier?
2: It's interesting. I, You know, you know what, it Just this just popped into my head. And you, you know what I think this is? I think what the Dodgers are going to do, especially with their bullpen, and, and at least maybe halfway with their starting rotation, what has happened in the NBA over the last... I don't know. It's called five or six years out. Positionless basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Just give me five guys. We're going to space the floor. We're going to shoot threes. We're going to have cutters. You're going to have a big man who's you know traditional big man like a Jokic or whatever. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes yeah. you don't. Some, right? Yeah. But we got five. I, I, I need five guys that can play basketball. Okay. I need five. We'll figure out a way to, to to put them all together. Now, when a game when the when it gets down to the the moment. Steph's going to get the ball. LeBron's going to get the ball. Giannis is going to get the ball because I need a bucket right here. We're going to do – I need a bucket right here. That's the new bullpen, right? I got, I got seven guys in the bullpen. They're all going to pitch in all these different roles. When I need a bucket or I need some outs – okay, Trinan, you, right here. This is the moment in the game. You need to go get us a stop. Okay, to use basketball terminology, and then we can just we can go from there. I I think that's what you're going to see more and more. The Dodgers are basically telling you that's what they're going to do. They have two starting pitchers this year, right? You're going to to have Urias, you're going to have Bueller, Kershaw. We'll see what his health allows him to do. But I think you're just going to have positionless pitchers that are going to pitch a bunch of different positions, and then occasionally you're going to need to get a stop, and we'll throw Trinan into that stop.
1: It's it's interesting. It really is. Like, walking into this season... By the way, I'm
2: pretty proud of that. I'm pretty proud of that analogy.
1: That's not a bad analogy. That's good. But it's interesting because I think for the Dodgers, as stacked as they are, as good as the team is, as good as the roster is, there are some question marks when when you're looking at the pitching staff. And when is Dustin May going to come back? Will Kershaw be... What version of Kershaw are you going to get? Is Tony Gonsolin a, a pitcher that you can rely on on a, you know, every fifth start or whatever the case is? And I, I throw that in there because I'm not saying this is going to happen, but what if it happens? What if they have issues in the ninth inning, that this be, starts becoming a consistent thing? Then you have that, to reevaluate. You see what yeah. I'm saying? That just It's not like they have – that's why I was using the word, is it a luxury or is it a necessity? Maybe at the moment it's a luxury how you use Trinan. But it could eventually become a necessity of, well, we, we, he came in and he shut down the seventh like he has, but we don't have anybody that's coming in the ninth and his lights out. But that's a problem you're creating without actually having that problem there yet.
2: It's funny. As you're going through it, you mentioned two names in particular, Gonsolin and May. right? These are, these are perfect examples of Tony Gonsolin you're not putting in a high-leverage situation. He, he's throwing, he walks too many guys. He doesn't get. He, he doesn't have that, okay, he's in and we're out of here may may for two things number one may is going to be coming back from a very significant injury so i think they're going to be very deliberate with how they use him innings wise you know much better to deploy him for a couple of innings here and there as opposed to starting him and having him go five six seven innings potentially right so we can be strategic here but may assuming his control is decent you bring him in he could be your wipeout guy Right and now it frees out, it frees up, uh, Trinan to go do because May and Trinan have that wipeout stuff. You you can't hit them, they're, when they're when they're on, they're unhittable. Clayton Kershaw, best Dodger pitcher of all time, straight to the Hall of Fame. He's not that guy anymore. Right there, there's a lot of contact when Clayton Kershaw pitches right now, and when you get those other guys, those wipeout guys, I would love to see a who's coming out of that pen on any given night. Look, if it, if it if the if it doesn't work, then you got to go back to a more traditional sense, but. That would be fascinating to see how you deploy all of these guys that, depending on their their control on any given night, who's your guy to pitch the ninth inning?
1: Well, maybe part of the strategy is to, like you just mentioned, it's not traditional. You have just a bunch of pitchers that you're going to use over the course of the season. Maybe part of the strategy is, okay, If how can we be fresh for when they need to be fresh the most and maybe that's going to be the kind of juggling act that the Dodgers have. And not to say that they're not going to add more arms, not to say that the trade deadline, they wouldn't be aggressive, but it, I'm, I'm with you. The first couple of months will be very interesting for the Dodgers.
2: The NFL fixed overtime. They finally got it. They finally did the most obvious thing in the world. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
0: 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
5: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast.
2: Quick tweet here, Slee. Uh, don't forget about Brewsdar Gratterall. His stuff is nasty. He can be that guy who gets you through the ninth once trying and deals with the high leverage situation. That's from Coach Fire. Yeah, Gr- Gratterall's another one of those guys, right? That The that Dodgers have this plethora of guys that when they're on are untouchable. But Gratterall, also those guys, for a guy that throws 150 miles an hour, they <laughs> seem to put the bat on the ball way too often for that guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, This is kind of why I go back to this, the curiosity at the beginning of the season. And I'm not saying that the way the Dodgers start. Look, there are teams that have 50 more problems than the Dodgers. But what you do with any squad is you try to find a hole. You try to, you know, naturally you're saying, okay, well, um, is there potentially a hole here, potentially a hole there? The reality is they'll probably come out the gate. Um, and, and look as good as they ever have. And we know how good their offense is going to be. But I, I do think that to have some hesitation of, well, how are they going to do this with the pitching staff? That's fair.
2: I forgot. I literally I, – you know how much attention I pay to the Dodgers. Yeah. I, for a half a second, I really did forget about Crowderall. I'm like, oh, yeah, just another one of their guys that throws 104. No big deal. Have you – oh, speaking Stupid. of – is This is – I know this is niche. I know this is a, a Travis-exclusive thing. I think I sent you the video of it. Have you seen that dude from Tennessee, the, the University of Tennessee, who pitches oh, yeah. under Al? He literally throws 104 miles an hour. It is it is shocking how hard the ball comes out of his hand. And the guys guys are just bailing. Umpires can barely see the ball. Oh, my it, gosh. It, it, it Respect is, to the catcher. The, I, I, Emily, you, yes. I, I don't know how the, anybody catches the ball. It's moving that fast. Respect
1: to the batter stepping in there.
2: (laughs) Hell yes. What's the ceiling on this? Okay, go back to 2000, just 20 years ago. If you threw 95 miles an hour, you threw really hard. Mm. Okay, 95 miles an hour now is kind of like the minimum bid to pitch in the major leagues. Mm. It's like the floor. And now if you throw 100, you throw pretty hard. And if you throw 103 or 4, you're a freak. Unheard of. Right. Yep. So do we? We're we just going to keep going. We're just going to yes. keep pushing this up there. We have a guy yeah, throwing 200. 115 at some point. I mean,
1: what, nope. what's Emily the ceiling? Emily just called it 200. 200 is the ceiling. It, Give it another eight to 12 months. Okay,
2: I'm going to be bad baseball guy here for a second. That's not good. I don't know how you prevent guys from continuing to to yeah. to progress as 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 human beings, as athletes, get stronger, better technique. But at some point, it becomes unhittable. Right? At some point, the, the ball never gets put in play. How do you regulate that? Because I, I watched this kid from Tennessee, and he's amazing. But the chances of anybody barreling him up three or four times in a row are virtually zero. What are we talking about?
1: I'm trying to see the history. I'm sure this is the same thing, right? Somebody that ran a mile 30 years ago and what it is today, but I, I just don't know the percentage of like significance, how much they're breaking it. So,
2: okay. I, I actually know the answer to this. And my kids was track kids, So I, I, I looked at this stuff a little bit. So Roger Bannister is the first person ever to run a four minute mile, Right. Mm-hmm. And, and when he finally got it done, like ten guys did it in the next 10, wow. two weeks. Like once you realize something is possible, it's doable. It's sure. okay. How did he do it? Let me replicate what he did, and let's go from there. And now you got Taylor. You might know this better than I do as as a runner, but I want to say the world record in the mile is something in the low three fifties. Is, is it something like that? It's below that. Is it below yet. that? I think
0: three forty. I want to say. Okay,
2: so there, there you go. You've shaved another twenty seconds. Three forty three. Okay, so another seventeen seconds over. Let's call it a hundred years. That's a lot of time in a mile. What is the ceiling on this? Dude, ba- baseball can't have limitless velocity because at some point it's not baseball anymore. It's just the only one guys the, throwing a hundred.
1: The only one we're going backwards on is Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. What we want to do things where it's like, yeah, that's that's just not going to
2: happen. Crazy. All right. So the we we've talked about this. The USFL had a bunch of wacky overtime rules. There was a <laughs> couple of other NFL proposals, like if you scored a touchdown and then you went for two, the game would end. Like some they they got it right. So the NFL owners have uh, did this just happen? Yeah, uh, earlier this morning. Yeah. Okay. So. They've passed a proposal to change the overtime rules. Now, this is just for the postseason, okay? So the regular season will remain the same. But at least in the postseason, let's just use that Chiefs-Bills game, Josh Allen would get the ball. Even if the Chiefs go down there and score a touchdown the way that they did, they get the ball back. The, 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 the Bills would get a chance to go. Both teams will possess the ball on offense, even if the other team scores a touchdown.
1: So I, I hate that we needed that playoff game. To show that hey, this is why it needs to change because I think most people there was it's pretty collective. Hey, just give each squad a shot, and, and this has progressed because remember back in the days it was progress. you just kick a field goal and
2: <laughs> is <that like> sandwich.
1: <laughs> what's that?
2: Did Emily am I the only one that heard that? Did you hear? Yeah, there we instead go. of progress, yeah. it you had progressed. Is, it's progressed. It's <laughs> progressed. Oh, progressed. I thought you said progress. Okay, so my bad. so
1: they 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 at one Probably. point had. At one point, they had it was just a field goal, mm-hmm. right? Like you just need a field goal in overtime, points. and then it was it was done, right? A- any points that you get, yep. so I, I do think that it wasn't perfect, but you felt like it was going in the right direction. College football, it was great that you got four teams. I think eight is the right uh, right amount for you know some type of tournament, whatever the case is. I, it took too long, and it took a critical game where everybody was watching one of the greatest NFL playoff games. Unfortunately. Uh, it took that to kind of to turn the tide or whatever the case is, but I agree they did get it right.
2: Yeah, I don't understand. Like every once in a while the solution is so obvious. Why was this something that had to be litigated and negotiated over the course? Yeah, how that how long has the NFL sense. had overtime rules? 30, 40, 50 years? That makes no sense. I, I don't get it. But But this
1: is going on right now. I mean, if you look at – let's look at the NBA. I don't know how many times – I watch an NBA game, and somebody's complaining about the replays or the reviews or why is it taking so long. There are a lot of obvious things in sports that we consume on a night-in, night-out basis. I'm like, why are they doing this? Commissioner why is this still happening?
2: Alan Slewa, you are czar of the sports universe. You have unilateral power. You, mm-hmm. can, you can declare anything instantaneously law where you are starting.
1: All right, let me find what annoys me most in the NBA. You
2: mentioned the one that I would fix. You, you, that if if replays replay, replay is very fixable to me. We leave it exactly the way that it is. Mm-hmm. But if we don't know what the right call is within thirty seconds or whatever it was called on the field, we're sticking with it. That, that's it. That's because if I need to look at it for more than thirty seconds, it's not obvious.
1: By the way, they could have. This is what they do. I think the NBA. It's in Jersey that the you know the yeah. Um, I think the officiating crew, whatever it is, you can also have somebody sitting there with all the replays and saying, "Guys, this is the call. That's it." And all the refs do is just take what the you know jersey tells them, and it's like, okay, they got all the reviews and the reviews and the angles. I don't need to sit here and but do it.
2: W- wasn't replay designed to fix egregious mistakes? Right, like somebody that, that the ball clearly went off of this hand and out of bounds. And now you need sixty-four angles in five and minutes, slow motion, and everything <laughs> in else in five minutes. That it wasn't meant a ball for a n- micro frame in super high def rattles as the guy hits the ground. Incomplete pass. It's not what it's for. It's for if the guy's foot is a foot out of bounds, we can fix that. Why do we have to spend an hour doing these things? 30-second time limit. If you fix it, great. Let's fix it. Let's do it again. If not, leave it the way it is.
1: Michael has uh, he, He's brought this one up before that I never really paid too much attention to, but I kind of like it the more I hear it. Talk about why do we foul out in the NBA? Great point. That if you get a six foul, you can call it a, a technical or whatever you want to call it, right? Like you get a free throw plus possession sure. of the ball, something along those lines. But he was saying, he's like, there's truly no sport maybe you could say in um you know obviously getting ejected is different i know in uh, in in soccer it's going to take two yellows or a red but those are you got to really do something to get thrown out i don't understand the foul that's a good one too i think that what,
2: what about up. like a hockey power play situation in the nba right so you get six. your sixth foul the other team gets one possession where you have to play five on four right You'd then at the end of the possession like just because as, the as idea of kicking out the best players does make any sense i was going to say sense.
1: that right 3 minutes left in the game everybody right. goes out there and pays all this money to see you know the and Giannis has has to leave the game against <laughs> Embiid in game 6 of the eastern conference
2: finals wouldn't I, I i love the power play idea let's let's give the sixers a, thir- a 30 second power play and when it's over Giannis gets to come back in and if he and if he gets a seventh foul, maybe it's a forty-second power play, right? Because you, you have change to, the NBA forever. <laughs> Done. I, look, we're, we're idea people here, Slee. All what, right, what,
1: overtime rules—they did that one right, so we'll what, give them a little bit of credit. What would
2: you do to baseball? Any anything you want to tweak with baseball? Baseball's um, perfect. No, it's not. What Half would you time. tweak?
1: What would be the first? What what would be the first thing you tweak?
2: I think you have to have a minimum amount of pitchers. Not a minimum a maximum amount of pitchers that you can use in a game, barring extra innings, right? So I know that injury is a weird thing, but if you just said, listen, you get four guys tonight, you can chop them up however you want, but okay. you get four guys tonight, and you got to figure out how to make it go. Because the problem with baseball is the games are too long. What deep. happens there's in there's... the sixth
1: inning and you're on your fourth guy then and he's he, already getting then he clobbered? he gets
2: clubbed the rest of the night. or or you got to do something i I don't i haven't thought it through perfectly but you can't just keep going change them out change them out change out. the games take forever Mm -hmm. the game you have to speak it's pitch clock i'd I'd be okay with that the one thing
1: i'd like to do in baseball is i want them to start in february i want the regular season to start in february (laughs) and then they go 194
2: regular season games you know what you You just need more regular season (laughs) games you know what you could do Hmm. move the world series to august I know that it's kind of counterproductive, but don't compete with football. Get get the stage to yourself. You, you, you have to shorten the season because you can't play baseball in January and February. And two
1: basketballs in the fourth quarter.
2: <laughs> two World basketballs. Series in August. Who says no? Or the Dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half
6: Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. It's time for everything we haven't gotten to today. Yes, it's time for the dump.
2: You and I have not done uh, the Trav and Slee show when Tiger Woods is a factor at the Masters, have we, Slee? No, we have not. He's in Augusta. He's out there and reportedly kind of seeing where he is health-wise to see if he can try to make a go of it. We may get Tiger Woods in the 2022 Masters.
1: Has this been really under the radar Because I I had no idea that this was even in play.
2: So if you're a golf nerd like I can sometimes be, no. So they send out these lists. The, The Masters send out a list of former champions who will not be playing in the event. Tiger Woods was not on it. There's a list of people who will be playing in the event. Tiger Woods was not on it. But he was on neither one of these things, so there was some speculation. There was rumors that he was in the area, but wow. apparently we know that uh,
1: – So he's healthy enough ma- potentially to go?
2: Potentially. Potentially. Does it get Alan Slewa, who's not a golf guy, to flip on the Masters of Tiger's 100%. in
1: 100%. 100%. And, and uh, let me explain to you because I, I don't know of another sport where I am so disinterested until Tiger's in the mix. Yeah. Right. I mean, Phil Mickelson a little bit. He's but Tiger's just I know I he's know, out. You, you explain that story. Um, Mickelson a little bit, but Tiger to a different level. And I, I don't know of a sport where I have absolutely no interest, but this guy is involved. I'm in. I, you're not alone. I could say Roger Federer. I could talk about other, but he's it's just a different level with Tiger. You're,
2: you're at you're at home. I text you on Sunday afternoon and I say "Slee." Dustin Johnson is about to shoot 40 under at the Masters. You don't even turn it on, do you?
1: I say, are we still on for tomorrow morning <laughs> at 8 a.m. for our
2: prep call? If, if Tiger's in it, you're, you're, I don't even need to tell you. You're, you don't have to tell already. me because every exactly Twitter right. and every social,
1: everything's going to be on. I get
2: social, it. I get it. I, as a golf person, it hurts me to hear you say it, but I totally, totally get it. UConn, the women's team, they're going to the Final Four for the 13th consecutive time. Is that, any, is that any good?
1: Is that real? They're going there for the 13th consecutive time?
2: Double OT win against NC State yesterday. But, uh, yeah, they just go to the Final Four 13th. Coach K, John Wooden, chumps. (laughs) the Gino Oriyama, 13 Final Four appearances in a row.
1: That's incredible. It really is. And they kind of fall into this category of when you have so much success, I'm sure a lot of people root against them, but that is Unbelievable. That's ridiculous. Remember that's ridiculous. Lose a
3: game for like two years. Like that's that's just kind of insane. Like I, it was almost like it's like almost two years. Someone broke it off right at the end. It was it was incredible.
2: Emily, do you know? I, I don't know how many titles have they won in that 13 year span. I guess it would be 12 year span. This one's not over.
3: I have to double check and look it up, but it's a lot of them.
2: Is it more than half? Because if you if, yes. you if you go to the Final Four every every year for a decade and a half and you're yeah. racking titles in half of those things, it's pretty. It's they're pretty not stupid. The,
1: they're not the Buffalo Bills. Let's put it that way. In that four-year span that they went to the Super Bowl. All
2: right, so you're going to want to download this app. Elon okay. Musk is considering a new social media platform. I know that okay. you are an Elon Musk. I'm a Musk guy, guy. yeah what what what's he going to bring to us I, I don't know what it is Look, he's what's going on in there is is ricky okay i'm hearing a lot he's of- done really
1: really well for 3 straight hours and now is at the point of hallucination and uh lapd is coming in everybody's coming in
2: i couldn't tell if like there was some sort of rainstorm going on in your in your room Pouring or, or rain. something it sounded yes. uh, like he was aggressive you want the elon musk so do you want to be up to speed on spacex and tesla and paypal and all of his other <laughs> enterprises
1: so what is he this is his new – yeah, I saw that he was tweeting on it, basically, I don't know, burying Twitter for a bunch of different things, and he start, started about his own you know platform. The only thing I'd say to this, when you have something so established, like it's already established, I will stay on these platforms not because I love them but because I'm used to them because it just becomes second nature. That's not easy to go just grab people and move them over. I mean – Donald Trump, Trump started his own, right? And it's and I, from what I've heard numbers-wise, it's not getting that many people to go over there. You can't just all of a sudden think you're going to grab all these people and they're going to go over there.
2: Is that why you're still on AOL Digital Cities? Is exactly <laughs> why. It's a big, big reason why. Uh, my l- email address is com slash San Diego slash Digital City. <laughs> <laughs> Those were always very, very non-cumbersome uh, email addresses. Forty years ago today, Michael Jordan and the North Carolina wow. Tar Heels won the national championship and. In- Go ahead and add it to the list of iconic Jordan moments. Even before he was Air Jordan, okay. he knocked down the winning shot.
1: That's what makes that so baller is because he's doing it in North Carolina. He's not technically the guy yet, right? No. So it's not like you're looking at Jordan and saying, oh, yeah, that's the go-to player. This guy is going to end up being a whatever, Hall of Fame champion, all this stuff. That's what I think makes that moment so iconic. You're with an iconic franchise, and you're hitting the game-winning shot. And, oh, by the way, does North Carolina play Duke for the first time in the, in the March tournament. Madness tournament coming up?
2: Yeah, I mean, there maybe we'll get another something like that, but just you know, I can picture it in my mind's eye. Jordan knocking down that—it is just so pure. Oh it yeah, it is so Jordan. Everything about it's like, in retrospect, when he hit it, you're like, oh my gosh, Michael Jordan made that shot. When to it me it's like, of course he did. He's Michael Jordan. That in the moment nobody knew, but just an extraordinary thing. Are you going back to Coach K for a second? Are you? Uh, are you in? Rooting for him at all? Has he, have they sucked you that's
1: good in? Good question. So initially, when the tournament started, I was I was good to have Duke lose, no mm-hmm. problem. Yep, have them out of this thing. I think the further that they're going, there is part of you that you know saying to yourself, "That'd be a pretty unbelievable story that that's how Coach K finishes his um, finishes his career." And then the other part of me says that, "Well, I have Kansas in the bracket, <laughs> and I think there's still a couple of people left that have Duke." So then you put aside your heart and you go with your business mind since you don't win anything for it. Um, I'm fine. If he, Listen, if he wins it all, pretty cool story. If he doesn't, I, the world's not going to end for me.
2: I could have cared less if they got knocked out in the first round, the second round, or whatever. I just it, – whatever. It was a nice – he's had an amazing career and all of these things. They got into the tournament, blah, 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 blah. But now that he's this close – And I I have no Duke skin in the game. I do like him. I've told that story before.
1: Emily loves Duke. I'm saving her for
2: last. We're going to get to her in a second. She loves him. I I want him to win because I don't care about Bill Self. I don't care about North Carolina. Jay Wright's already won uh, this thing a couple of times. Why not? It's the best story, right, that that he punches his ticket. I'd be here for that. Emily... Is there even one scintilla of your being that could stomach Coach K walking off into the sunset with a title?
3: Definitely could not stomach it. I also think the better story would be he loses <laughs> in the final four because it. I don't know. It's just because it's better for me. That's no, a, I get it's better I mean, for I you, know. but you don't
2: honestly think it's the better story, right? I just, it's... I just
3: okay. So here's my, my piece. I don't like people setting up their own legacy storyline ahead of time. I want it you to be to win
2: these games. It's not fake.
3: He's not winning the games. His team's winning the games. He's on the sidelines, like you said earlier. Like he's watching him do the sidelines. I think that it's not really Coach K, and he put all this pressure on these kids to win this stuff. I don't know. I'm just, it just makes me very really angry. Safe, and Emily, I don't think is clearly. It, is it safe to say?
1: I safe to, to say? You're just hating, right? Yes. I'm like a it,
3: hater. It's fine. And but no, but that, but that's okay. That's but okay. I don't but trust Just, to, who's just not to just to admit it. With Duke, you have to be a hater or not a hater. You can't be really in the middle. Personally, I think you got to go full in.
1: Here's a good reason why. If I was in the ACC, I'd probably be with them. No, I, 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 I the get why she – I, I, I'm
2: okay with her saying that, look, I don't care if he saved my grandmother from a fire. I still hate his guts. I'm okay with that. But the the better story part, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Here's, the, here, here's why they're the best story. has nothing to do with Coach K. And I, I say this as an expert of college basketball that has watched, gosh – I bet you I've watched three games now.
1: Let me tell you something. You don't have to explain your resume. Your resume speaks for Thank itself. You.
2: Thank you. They play the, – the way they play, Slee, it's fun. They actually play pretty fun basketball. Ball moves. They can shoot a little bit. They got, they got that giant players. guy in the middle. They're, they're, they're a fun team to watch. It's not this battle of attrition where the first one to 43 wins the game.
1: Okay, let, let me give for the little amount of college basketball that I have watched in the tournament. Three squads – Every one of those squads that you thought to yourself that, okay, there are some NBA players here. UCLA had guys that you're like, yeah, that dude's probably going to play in the league. Duke has guys that you're no like, doubt. that guy gets a bucket whenever he wants. Yep. I don't know who the player was from North Carolina that was slicing and dicing everybody in the tournament so far. But there are players that you're like, oh, yeah, these are actual NBA players where a lot of the other tournament I'm, I'm watching – you know, unfortunately, watching teams like my Aztecs, I'm like, how the hell did they get this far?
2: <laughs> All right. So there is a 12-foot vending machine, a 12-foot – let me rephrase – a 12-foot robot vending machine in New Jersey – that will now make you hamburgers. So we don't have to go drive through. Emily, you read the story. How, how does this thing work? Are they hot? So Do you nuke them? What I is it? I both
3: read the story and watched their promotional video. <laughs> uh, their promotional video was like, hey, don't worry, we use the best kinds of meats out there. Do you want to know how it tastes? And then there was a big pause. And like, Oh, right. we use all these great ingredients, so I, I'm worried about how it tastes. For one, well, But but uh, okay. So you asked how how it works.
2: Yeah, like does it come out hot, or do you have so to like buy it and pop it in a microwave? Apparently, what is it, it comes
3: out hot. They I guess they have the meat in the background that's frozen. They squish it out, and squish then they it flatten out. it, and they, they have this technology, this high tech technology that'll heat it to the correct yep. level of heated, uh, right. and then they uh, they toast the bun with the with the robot, and then it comes out. It's in six minutes. You can add and subtract. I think six all minutes. Okay,
2: hold on a second. <laughs> Why am I not going through the drive-through at McDonald's if it's only so six
3: minutes? They are marketing it oh, as kinda, it's, it's you know, 1 this 1 is the
1: beginning <laughs> stage. This is phase one. Of
2: I want Jetsons stages. level stuff. I yeah. just want to hit the button; it comes out. There's little steam coming off the top. That's it's, what I'm looking it's for. It's for
3: college kids. It's for airports apparently, and it's for hospital waiting rooms. Is how they oh uh, how they market it.
2: Al, you, you in for the uh, robot vending machine cheeseburger?
1: We're so screwed, bro. We are so screwed. What do you mean? Why? You say something wrong to that robot. You don't know what's going in your food. Well, You're so screwed. I
2: feel better. They're gonna have the program the robot to have a bad attitude, like you didn't you didn't <laughs> say the right thing to it, so it's gonna wipe something in your burger. I don't, I'm, I'm okay with the robot more than I am with the human being. Uh, let's see, Nike city uniforms back in Major League Baseball. The Dodgers do not have a city uniform as of right now. And by the way, you see I'm the Nationals a- one. No, is it got the capital?
3: No, it's cherry blossoms. Okay. So it's yep. a, they're an annual cherry blossom festival. It's beautiful. So I would buy that jersey in a heartbeat. That
2: doesn't sound bad
3: at all.
1: I the, the cherry blossoms are pretty. It was pretty. it was a little surprising to see on a jersey.
2: What, is it the tree or is it just the little flower? It's The blossoms. The, it, yeah, it looks it, looks, it
3: looks like something you know. I would like to wear
2: anything. Look, if Juan Soto is against it, then I'm for it. I did. No, I Soto said, was rocking it. <laughs> that guy scares me to death. He hits the Dodgers harder than anybody I've seen in a very long time. Mason and Ireland coming up next. Travis Slee, We'll see you right here tomorrow 10 a.m.